Welcome to Moody's Mixer. Wondering with prostate cancer, no fear necessary. Well, I think I owe you guys a story. I'm getting ready to bring this story to you. Those that know me know I love stories. I grew up hearing stories my whole life. So here we go. You know, I, I did a post yesterday talking about, you know, things in life, how it hits us and what do we do when those things happen. And so I started realizing that, you know, we get thrown a lot of things in our lives and what makes us do or how do we respond to those things that happen to us. And so I'm learning now that, you know, well, I guess I've always said it, you know, as a little child, when bad things happen, you just gotta always kinda pivot and, and make it happen. So I just gotta tell you this funny story. And, you know, even yesterday, as I was traveling, more things were still happening. It was just kinda funny. And so, you know, I, I drive old cars, you know, I drive cars to the, to they die, literally. And so I had a friend who posted his car online and he happened to be my, my idol growing up. He was like four years older than me and I used to watch him, you know, perform in athletics and, you know, so I always looked up to him. So he posted his car. He had a 98 Lexus LS 400. And just talking about that car, how good it was and everything. And I read it and I said, hey, I posted my LS 430, you know, 2001, you know, that I still drive. That is, you know, that is my car. And I drove it across the country from Atlanta to Las Vegas, you know, a little over a year ago. And, you know, it just drove like a dream. And that car has just been perfect. You know, those who remember growing up with the, the, the Lincoln Town cars and the Cadillac, you know, sedan devils, I mean, when, they, when you put those on the highway, they drove. They rode like I don't know what. So I just love this car, and I'm bragging about how good it is and the whole nine yards. So this was, you know, Friday. So Saturday, I go. I'm playing my round of golf. And, and the good thing, you know, in my lifetime, I've had what we call hoopties. And those that know where hoopties are, you know, that's a car that typically only you can drive because you understand all the nuances about that car, whether the signals work, the odometer works, you know, how you got to, you can't, you know, let down that window or, you know, just... If you do anything other than just drive it, that car is going to stop on you. And so I've had several cars that fit that description. So I had cars that didn't have a reverse or a car that, you know, you had to push and jump start it, you know, when you had the automatics. You know, you could jump start a car, you know, you can pop the clutch and the car would start. And that's the only way it would start. So you had to find out how you would park. You know, you had to be downhill. You know, if y'all had a hoopty, 
Y'all understand what I'm talking about with a hoopty. That only you can drive that car, drive that car. Because you know, you let somebody drive it, you'd be like, man, why? Why'd you do that? Because that's how I do most cars. Yeah, but the hoopty, you can't do like that. You gotta, you gotta do certain things. So I've always had hoopties. And I still have a hoopty. And so, so I go out, I play golf, and this car is not a hoopty to me. This car is not a hoopty. But it just goes to show you how to bring my experience in in order to make this happen. Right? So I'm driving from playing golf, man. Had a nice round, you know, got new clubs, and I hit them good. And the whole, I'm feeling real good. I'm coming home, and my battery light turns on. Now, I got to back you up maybe a couple of months because. I took it to the shop because when, when I was coming back home after maybe a few weeks or so, the car wouldn't start. So I went, got a new battery, and I get AAA batteries because they replace them. And in, you know, in the heat of Las Vegas, those batteries go out quick. So I said, man, something else going on. He said, no, it's just a battery. So I took it to the dealership. And I said, look, man, something's going on with this car. All my my lights were flashing and the, the old armors and, and RPM, everything was just going crazy. You know, something's wrong. I need you to help me out. And they did the diagnostics and all this stuff. And, you know, they said, no, nothing's wrong with it. So I got a brand new battery, so I'm cool. I'm driving. So now two months pass. Now I'm driving. That same light came on. Now everything's going crazy. So I'm like, oh, wow, what's crazy? Now, I got to tell you this part of the story. So, uh, you know, I live in a gated community with a guard, not with where you just punch the numbers in. You know, you got to check in. And if you live there, you know, they put a, a little thing on your car so you can just open your side of the gate because you got the visitor side and the resident side. You know, you know, so it's, you know, it's a nice neighborhood and the whole nine yards, you know. So I'm coming down the street and it starts doing this thing. And I'm like, oh boy. And so I'm coasting down a major roadway. I mean, these cars doing 50 miles an hour. And now I'm coasting like the last hundred yards to make this left turn into my gate. Now I gotta hope that that left lane's open, there's no one's in front of me, and I can keep going without hitting the brakes at all because I can't lose no momentum. If I lose any momentum, I'm gonna be stuck at the gate or won't get, get out the way. Lo and behold, I'm rolling, I'm coasting, you know, into this neighborhood with a guard gate, right? And so I'm coming in, and there's a car trying to turn left. And I'm like, turn left, dude. There's no one coming. And you know how it is when you, you know, you want to be a courteous driver, and you like, you know, you want to let somebody in. You let them in. Come on. And then they don't come. You're like, come on, dude. Then you're like, dude, come on. Move, move. I'm giving you the gap. You know how it is. You being nice. Next thing you know, you ain't nice no more because... They ain't heating to you trying to let them in. So 
Now, these cars are going 50 the opposite way, too. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to cut in front of this car. We both making this left turn out of a single turn lane. I'm like, man, I got to just cut in front of him. So he sees me cutting in front of him. He finally takes the left turn, goes in. But I had to tap my brakes just enough for me to lose some of my momentum. So I'm like, all right, come on, car, keep rolling. So the gate open, he goes through. I'm putting along. I'm like, oh, no, man, this ain't happening. And the car didn't make it through the gate. So now my car is split halfway between the gate and you know going through so the gate can close. So now the gate can't close because my car's stuck. Now I'm in this neighborhood with a guard gate. Y'all following me, right? <laughs> so I, I'm trying to crank it back up. It's dead, no lights, no nothing. It's in, it's in neutral. I'm like, okay, let me put it in park so I can try to start it again. Put it in park, turn the key, key don't turn, it's locked. I can't even put it in neutral to push it out the way. So now you got people coming in, you know, honking their horns, right? I'm like, y'all know me, it's my car, you know, but they, they don't care, they honking their horn. Then they realized the car wasn't going nowhere. So I'm like, okay, now I'm stuck in park. I can, the key ain't turning, it's just locked up. The gate's open, I'm halfway in between, I can't get through. And you know how it is when you got a flat tire, you're on the side of the road, you, everybody looking at you like, you dummy. You know how, you know how it is, right? <laughs> so here I am in my neighborhood looking crazy and the car ain't going. I'm like, man, this something. I'm having a great week. I'm flying out, you know, Sunday, you know, back to the wilderness. Now this happens. And I'm like, this can't be. So now I got to say, so now I said, okay, Corey, just don't panic. So I said, okay, just call AAA, get them on the way regardless. So now I'm like, I can't leave this car here because the, you know, the rest of the residents, it could be like, dude, get your car out the way. Ain't nothing I can do. Call AAA. Hey, what was your gas gauge on? I got gas. Even though it's high, I got gas. So I know it's not gas. You, you know, they go, as a car is dead. I, you, know, I, you know, I can't tell them that. They got to go through their list of questions. So I'm like, good thing I have my owner's manual in the book. And I'm the type, I may look at and read the owner's manual because I'm just that guy. And I remember, I said, wait a minute. You can unlock your gear shift. There's something you got to do. And there was a little thing there. And when I, I said, yep, you hit it, I got it back in neutral. I said, okay, cool. So I went to the guard. Now, I had to, now, I had to walk to the house to, you know, you know to call AAA and, and kind of get my bearings and change you know, to some clothes because I knew I was going to be getting dirty. So I come back and say, hey, man, can you help me? He said, yeah, I can help you. He sat in there. Then this lady comes, older lady, and says, sir, you need some help. I said, well, I'm just pushing it. And I'm, and I'm about to say, ma'am, you don't need, 
need to help me push this. It's okay. And I tried it and I couldn't, I didn't have enough strength to get it. I could rock it, you know, about a foot or so. And here I now I'm in the middle of this gate, this neighborhood. And you know, I, you know, you, you y'all get it, right? So she gets out, actually gets out, helps me push it out the way. And so I get to make this little right turn and park it right next to the to the uh, another house. So it's out the way. And this was about 30, 35 minutes. So at least the gate closed, everybody else can come in. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm trying to leave tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, no problem, just you okay. Now, because the car had no electricity or nothing at all, the electrical system just died. I pulled my windows down driving and my summer sunroof open. You know, it was a nice day. It was a beautiful day in Vegas that day. I had my windows, they don't come up, sunroof open, windows down. I'm like, come on. So now I hit the little latch for the trunk. It don't open. And then I said, hold on. I got to be way I can use my key. So I found this little thing where I could put my key in to open the things. I had my golf clubs and some other things in there. I said, let me get this stuff out because if I got to leave this stuff or I'm having it, you know, go someplace else, I don't want them to take my stuff. So I'm walking through the neighborhood. You know, only, the good thing is I only had like 100 yards to walk. You know, and I'm walking with my clubs and the whole nine yards through the neighborhood. It ain't no golf course neighborhood. So what's this fool doing walking with golf club? And his car back here stuck. So I set my clubs up, get a couple of more things out because I'm like, okay, now if I got to, you know, get the car, you know, towed to the, the dealership, I'm good. So AAA say 75 minutes. So like I got a little time, me go, you know, drink me some juice and you know, kind of get going and you know, just kind of chill. Well, you know, AAA got this technology, everything gets text to you now. So after about 10 minutes, I get a text, hey, good news. He there, he's on his way. I'm like, what? You know, so I go out, he out there, and he comes and tell, you know, ask me what's going on. I tell him the story. And he said, okay, well, let's try to jump it first. And he kind of laughing. A little bit smile. He was just too happy to be a tow guy. So we 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 jumped the car. He said, "All right, man, get the windows up, close your roof." So I'm like getting all that stuff closed because you know the lights turn on. As soon as you know he hook it up, you know everything's ready. So I get my windows, everything locked up, so at least the car can be secure. Then he said, "Okay, man, if we crank it, just drive home. You ain't got about a hundred yards to go." He said, is, is that where you want to park? I said, yeah, man, if I can just get it here, I can deal with it later because I'm supposed to be flying out. I don't need to be, you know, trying to do a whole bunch. I can deal with the car when I come back. So the car starts, we get it, and we get it parked. And he kind of laughed, and he said, man, you good? And I said, yeah. I said, look, man, so now my other car, which is a hoopty, now it's a 97 old Mercedes C230. And it was already on one flat, you know, one of the, the, the uh, my back tire, the air was out and, and it didn't start, right? I said, hey, hey, man, wait a minute, since you here, put air in this one and let's get this thing cranked up. And we did. Now I had to let it run for like two hours in, in my driveway just to get the battery charged. He put the air in. 
So I said, you know, worst case scenario, at least I got a car I can drive. Now, this car is a hoopty. The, the, the passenger window don't work. It slides down all the time. So I got, I wish I had a picture of it. I mean, I'm going to show y'all these pictures. Y'all have to come back and see the pictures of everything. But I got, you know, that, uh, that Gorilla tape, that real strong tape. I got it taped on the inside and outside of the car so that window never drops. You know, and the good thing, believe it or not, the AC work in that car still, but it's a hoopty. You got so many other things you got to do with this car. So at least I got wheels if I need to drive. So all this goes through. So now it's like two hours. I'm like, okay. And I said, you know what? This is too much for me to try to lead tomorrow. Because I just expended a lot of, of physical energy and mental energy. And I just said, you know what? Don't worry about it. There's another flight that goes there on Monday. Because, see, they don't fly to this, you know, to you know, Loreto every day. You know, there's only certain days they fly. And it gets even, you know, they have any less, you know, uh, fewer days, you know, in another month or two, you know, because, you know, airlines, they, they change their routes and number of flights, you know, like every quarter, you know, dependent on loads and stuff like that, you know, because it's not the high season at that time. So luckily they have a Monday flight. So I was like, you know what? Don't even sweat it. So I'm, la I'm laughing at myself in the whole nine yards at this point because, you know, it is what it is. But I had options. I didn't get stressed. You know, and I tell you, if this was two years ago, definitely five years ago, I would have still gone ahead and tried to rush to get out of there on Sunday because I already had it planned. Because it's hard sometimes to change plans when you think you've done all this work and you've done everything. So I'm like, you know what? Just change it. And so I just kind of came home the rest of the day. I just sat in and just relaxed. And so I said, can I, you know, when she, because she wasn't even home. And I said, hey, I ain't leaving till Monday because I've I, I blown my travel day. You know, that, that event just took everything out of me. But the beauty of it, you know, and because that is my main car. That's how I, you know, get along. But that situation years ago, maybe not even years ago, I would have still tried to make something happen. I would have forced it when I didn't have to. I had options. And so sometimes in life we get thrown knuckleballs. And how do we deal with those knuckleballs when they come at us? Because when you see a knuckleball coming at you, it's dancing. If you've ever been in a batter's box, you know, at a level where they're throwing curves and fastballs and knuckleballs, even the most experienced hitter don't like a knuckleball pitcher. You know, Phil Necro and, you know, um, I think Gaylord Perry. There's a few knuckleballs that are pure knuckleball 
uh, pitchers. But knuckleballs, either it's working that day or it isn't. And sometimes in life, that knuckleball is working and it has us dancing in the batter's box. So it's coming at your head. Next thing you know, it's, it's dead over the plate. And it's coming slower than any other pitch that a pitcher throws. So how do those things impact our life when things come at us? We see knuckleballs. Can we stand in the batter's box and say, I got this? And realizing when a knuckleball hits you, as opposed to a 90, 100 mile an hour fastball or 80, 90 mile an hour curveball, a knuckleball going 50 or 60. That's relative to a ball hitting you. But when a knuckleball hits you, you kind of laugh it off. But you can stand in the batter's box and say, bring it on, pitcher. And so as I'm going through this journey, I'm just seeing how things that would typically I would have responded differently, those same situations now, I can sit in the batter's box and I can tag that knuckleball coming at me. And so I just had to tell that story because I know it would have been different. My mental makeup is different. And so, you know, having a diagnosis of cancer, something like this now, it's like, what the heck? And, but it's helping me even deal with this cancer because I'm like, okay, it's a knuckleball. This picture's working, but I'm going to hang in there and do what I got to do. You know, so as we go through our week, you know, let's stand in that batter's box and let's face that knuckleball. Let's look that knuckleball right in the eye. I got to look at two places. And I'm going to hit that knuckleball. So what can life throw at us that makes us want to get out of the batter's box and not hit it? And I'm just challenging us as we go through this week, look at that knuckleball. Let's face it. Let's hit it. Let's don't be afraid of it. And what was so funny when I posted yesterday, I was in the airport. And being in that airport, something started happening again. It was more stuff going on that I had to deal with. And it was heavy. It was heavier than a car going out. But we were laughing as we were going through this, through this event, because it's just life. And it doesn't really matter what we go through. I know you guys hearing this clicking on me, and I'm just trying to get some stuff going. And I Hopefully I can get this to work. But when those things come at us, how do we respond to them? Do we jump out of the batter's box and say, whoa, whoa, it's me? And I've always been that one to say, no matter how bad it is, whatever mistake I've made, or what it, even if it wasn't my mistake, when that knuckleball comes, how do, the, how do we respond to it? I'm not afraid of the knuckleball anymore. And it's so funny because the idol 
Mr. David Spriggs, this is your fault, was a professional baseball player. And I know he, he understands this knuckleball. And we get knuckleballs thrown at us in life. So as we go through this week, I'm gonna challenge you, no matter what happens, laugh at it. But use whatever you have in your, your memory bank to say, you know what, I'm gonna get through this. Then do it the next week, and then the next week. And then things are not bothering us as much as they used to. So certain diagnosis and certain things that come in our life, so what? I'm going to knock this thing out the box. So that's my story. And so when we wrote, when I wrote the post and all that, it was like, okay, I got to do this. Because I know it would have been different. So that's the story. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, can laugh at it and maybe go back and as you're going through this week and the following weeks, just knock the knock knuckleball out. Because most knuckleballers got good days and bad days, but let's have more of the better days on the on the um, on the hitting part. So I want to thank you for listening to one of our prostate cancer no fear necessary. I appreciate all the comments and calls and, you know, you guys are really helping me through this journey. And I'm hoping that this podcast is helping some of you through your journey of life, whatever you're going through. And life is just a joy now. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Winning with Prostate Cancer. Hey, I see you in another week. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to have another story. But again, thanks for tuning in. God bless.